Philippians chapter 2 is where we'll be tonight. Just the first few verses. Philippians chapter 2, verses 1 through 4. Is this pollen getting to anybody else? Because it is giving me fits. I'm telling you what. Maybe we'll get a little rain tonight and it'll wash it off some. Philippians chapter 2, verses 1 through 4. We will read the text and then we will dig in and we'll pray. If then there is any encouragement in Christ, if any consolation of love, if any fellowship with the Spirit, if any affection and mercy fulfill my joy by thinking the same way, having the same love, sharing the same feelings, focusing on one goal. Do nothing out of rivalry or conceit, but in humility consider others as more important than yourselves. Everyone should look out not only for his own interest, but also for the interest of others. Let's pray. God, I just come to you tonight, and I thank you for this good text. And boy, is it a text that I know I need to hear, God. And uh, perhaps there are some others that need to hear this text. And I pray that we would hear it and that we would get it, God, that we would live it in our lives. So I pray that you would speak to us today, God, that you would speak through me, that you would hide me behind the cross for your glory and for your kingdom. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Last week we looked at... Paul, who was imprisoned as he was writing this letter, and he was torn because he knew that it'd be better for him to leave this old world and the persecution that he was facing to go and be with the Lord. A better, better place that would be for him. But there was also this desire for him to stay so that he could help the uh, Philippian people to grow, to mature in Christ. And so he chose uh, selflessly to stick around, that he wasn't going to give up, that he was going to stand strong, that he was going to complete his mission, that he was going to do what God had put into his place. And now he starts in chapter 2, and he gives them a little bit of encouragement, and he also gives them some really good advice that we need to listen to. And so we're just going to kind of take a couple of these verses and really focus on them tonight, and that being verses 3 and 4. Do nothing out of rivalry or conceit, but instead, or excuse me, but in humility consider others as more important than yourselves. Now, boy, that's tough to do sometimes. Because as human beings, we are born pretty selfish. I mean, that's not something that, that we have to be taught. From an early age, we see our kids begin to, to grow up, and, and, and usually some of the first words they say are, are mommy and daddy, and those are good words, but it ain't too long after that that a big word that you hear young people say is mine, mine. One, another one takes one of their toys, this one takes that toy, that's mine, that's mine, that's mine. There's a, a sense of selfishness that we see in young children from a very early age. And guess what, adults? It sticks with us. It's not something that we have to be taught. It's, it's not easy for us to say, hey, I'm going to look out. I mean, not hard for us to say, hey, I'm going to look out for myself. You worry about yourself. We live in a world today that is full of selfishness. We live in a world today where, where, where we don't put others' interests as more important than our own. Paul goes on to say, but in humility, consider others as more important than yourselves. 
And when's the last time that we have inconvenienced ourselves for the good of somebody else? I don't know about you guys, but it's easy sometimes when maybe it's your day off or maybe you got something going on and somebody calls and they need something and you say, oh, I don't want to do that. I got my stuff I want to do. But what if Jesus would have did that for us? What if Jesus in heaven with the heavenly Father would have looked down on us and God would have said, you know what, I chose you to be the salvation of the world. And Jesus would have said, oh, Father, come on. I don't want to go down there. Look at that. Look at Chan. Look at the way he's acting. I don't want to go down there for that. You see, Paul is telling us not to be selfish, not to live for ourselves, but to live for others. Paul saw that lived out in Jesus Christ himself. Paul saw that while Jesus came, Jesus didn't uh, think of too highly of himself to say, look, I'm better than them. I'm not going to help those people. They are sinners. I don't, they don't, sinners. They don't deserve me. I'm not going to die for them. Just forget them. Jesus could have did that. But instead, he viewed our salvation as more important than his earthly life. And he gave it for us. And then last week, we saw Paul. Paul's not just preaching to him here. He's not being a hypocrite. He's not telling him to do something he didn't already do. He's already told him earlier on he's in prison, but he's not going to give up. He's going to keep fighting. He's going to keep on mission for his good. Nope, that's not what he said. But for the good of the kingdom, for the good of those who are in Christ. Do nothing out of rivalry and conceit. What motivates us? as Christians, to do the work of the Lord. Now, we should be, if we're living right, if we're guided by the Spirit, we should be doing these things from our heart. That is, when we do something good, it should not be for our glory, because after all, what can we do apart from the Lord? That would be nothing. When we do something, it shouldn't be out of conceit. That means pride. It shouldn't be out of pride to say, boy, look how good I am. Look at what I did. Look how good I play my instrument. Look how good I preach. Look how good I am at X, Y, and Z and whatever it may be that we are good at. Praise the Lord. He gives us all gifts. I could sit here. I could name a gift for everybody in this room. God gives us all gifts, and he gives us those things so that we can use them for the glory of God. But what God doesn't call us to do is do things out of rivalry and conceit. Church is not a, a competition. It's not like we're coming here to say, all right, I'm going to dress the best or I'm going to be the best Sunday school teacher, or I'm going to have more people in my class, or I'm going to preach the longest sermon, or I'm going to do preach the longest prayer, or I'm going to use the most big words, or I'm going to put the most money in the offering plate. Church is not a competition. It's not. Church is not a competition. We are called to work together. We are not called to think too highly of ourselves. We are not called to act out of rivalry. We're not called to say, boy, man, I don't want to come to church today, but so-and-so, they hadn't missed in a month, and so I want to be able to keep up with them. It's not a rivalry with one another. We aren't in a rivalry with other churches. It's not like, well, we're enterprising. Those other people, they don't, they don't come here, and so they're our enemy. We're, we're rivals against them. We want to have more people than them. We want to have bigger offerings than them. We want to be known more in the community. Boy, look at what enterprise is doing. That's not what it's about. When we are called to Christ, when we are called to do Christ's work, it's not a competition. Because as Christians, as brothers and sisters in Christ, we are all working together. We should be. 
And that's what Paul is telling the Philippians here in chapter 2 is that today they should all be working together. They should all be focusing on one goal. They should all be pulling in one direction. And that one goal is not to bring glory to enterprise or not to bring glory to Shan or any other preacher or not to bring glory to any of us. But our goal as Christians is to bring the gospel of Jesus Christ to a lost and dying world. And praise the Lord that God has blessed us with that privilege. That's pretty awesome that we get the opportunity to go and tell people the good news. Now, we don't have the power in and of ourselves to save people, but Jesus Christ does. And when we've experienced that love, we can share that with other people. Everyone should look out not only for his own interest, but also for the interest of others. Boy, that's something for me to think about. I was thinking about that before I even started studying that text. That was something that, that God was convicting me of. And then I read this text and I was like, man. Like then I knew it was the Holy Spirit that was just kind of prodding me. Because for me, I'll be honest with you guys, it's easy for me to think about myself. My own needs almost always come first to my mind. I wish I could say that I always think of everybody else first. But for me, my, well, if I need something, it's, a, it's instantly going to be there. And it's not that we shouldn't look out for our own needs because there are times where we have needs that need to look, we need to look out for. Because Paul says in the text, everyone should look out not only for his own interest. There are times that we need to take care of ourselves, but also for the interest of others. We need to put others before ourselves. We see that lived out through Jesus Christ on the cross. Now we see times in the text where Jesus did look out for his own interest. We see where there were times that he avoided one town or another because the people there wanted to kill him because he was afraid. Jesus knew that he had a mission to do. He knew that he wanted all people to hear the good news, but he also knew that it was in his best interest not to go to certain places at certain times. We see that in the text. But what this recalled to me as I read this is to put other people first was when the expert in the law came to Jesus and said, Jesus, what is the greatest law? And Jesus said, love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. See, if we become a church that's not focused on competition, but a church that's focused on submission, we'll begin to do a lot of things for the kingdom of God. When we focus on submitting to our other church members, our other brothers and sisters in Christ when there's a need, when we focus on submitting to those people in our community, the ones who do not even know Jesus Christ, the ones who are living in darkness, when we begin to serve them and be there for them and love them, it is then that we will begin to see the world transformed by the love of Christ. Because, see, that's in us. That desire to put other people first, it doesn't come from the world. Because the devil would never put that desire in your heart. The devil would only put in your heart, do for you, 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 and don't worry about anybody else. So when we feel that desire to do for other people, to put other people first, when our heart goes out to see that others are taken care of in their time of need more than our own needs, that comes from the Holy Spirit. That is a good thing. That is of God. And we need to exercise that. And maybe there's times where we need to go before the Lord and say, look, God, I'm being a little selfish. For some of us, that may be more than others. For me, it's a lot. I struggle with that every day. But when you begin to see submission, when you begin to put other needs before, others' needs before your own, then you'll begin to see a relationship that will bloom into something beautiful. 
After all, that's the same relationship we have with Jesus Christ. Why do we come to Jesus Christ? Because of the love He had for us, because we know we couldn't be forgiven without Him. Because of the sacrifice He made. And when we see Him living that out, man, that, wants us, that, that makes us want to come to that Savior, to surrender to Him, to serve Him. And we need to take that that we've learned from the Savior and we need to share that to the rest of the world. Let's pray. God, I thank you for these words and I pray that you would help us to be not selfish people, God, but to be selfless. To be made aware of the times that we are thinking a little too much of ourselves, God. That we don't ever fall into that trap, God, of, of, of rivalry and conceit. It's easy to do, dear Lord. That devil, he wants us to, to be proud. He wants us to make it seem like we're in some competition, God, but we are working in this thing together, each one in this room and, and all of our brothers and sisters in Christ around this world. And so help us to all focus on the one thing that matters, and that is you, Lord, to lead people to you so that you would receive the glory. In Jesus' name I pray it. Amen.